Welcome to It's About Him Ministries with Denise Robinson. It is my desire that you would be encouraged and inspired by this broadcast and that you would trust Jesus no matter what and believe him for the impossible. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about him, Jesus. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. I thank God for another day. Also, I thank God for you listening. I appreciate you very, very much. The last couple of weeks, I've been on vacation and it has been a joy to see the glory of God, the goodness, his majestic works in nature. Praise God. I went to California and then was able to go to Mexico as well. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter on it's about underscore Jesus. And then you can see some of the beautiful pictures of God's glory. Uh, the sunset at Joshua Tree, the beautiful palm trees at um, Coachella Valley at the thousand uh, palms oasis, as well as the majestic view of the mountains from the Palm Springs aerial tramway. I mean, it's just gorgeous. I just thank God. Well, I'm glad to be back here with you. And uh, most of all, I just thank God for my opportunity to be able to go to uh, Mexico, Ensenada, on the mission field and just see what God is doing through his people. Praise God. I tell you, God is so good. Well, let's just get back into the broadcast here. But anyway, I just want to review last week. I know I talked about um, that we were fruit bearers and we are bearing fruit, whether we know it or not. It is just a matter of what kind of fruit are we bearing? Is it good? Or is it bad? Well, you know, in Galatians 5, 23, it tells us that the kind of fruit we should bear as a Christian, the fruit of the spirit, which is love, joy, peace, long suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So we need to take time out each day and examine ourselves to see what kind of fruit are we really bearing? Is it pleasing? Is it good? Is it to God? Is it glorifying God? So these several characteristics of the fruit of the spirit represents God's love. So any fruit contrary to what I just mentioned is not of God. That means it's of the devil, which is evil. So God wants us to bear fruit, good fruit, be fruit bearers, praise God. And Luke finally tells us in six, chapter six, verses 43 through 45, it says, for a good tree does not bear bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. For every tree is known by its own fruit. For men do not gather figs from thorns, nor do they gather grapes from a bimble tree. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. So one way to tell if someone is good or evil 
is by what comes out of one's mouth. One's mouth is a true indicator of what is truly inside of one's heart. And today I'm going to focus on that, the heart, what comes out of the the mouth. And that mouth, that tongue is what I'm going to focus on today, the power of the tongue. And I'm going to take it from the text of James, the entire chapter of chapter three. And I'm going to take my time and read it and discuss it as I go. And hopefully we can get insight on this book. I mean, and this book is by James and we're told that it's um, James, the brother of Jesus Christ himself. And so we just want to get the, just the nuggets of what we can learn about this tongue. Cause we want to make sure that in whatever we say, that is pleasing to God. Praise God. We know there are times we say things without thinking. Uh, we slip up or we say the wrong thing, but you know, all we have to do, repent, get it right and not be found there anymore. So God is a gracious God. He loves you. And so do I. So let's start. Um, I'm going to read from the King James version of James, starting with chapter three, verse one. It says, my brethren, be not many masters, knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation. So it's letting us know be many teachers, you know, because we're going to have the stricter judgment. And so we have to be careful. In verse two, it says, for in many things, we offend all, all meaning that we, you know, we stumble and we offend people. So if any man offend, not in word, the same is a perfect man and able also to bridle the whole body. And you know, the reference to that is Psalms 34, 13, which says, keep thy tongue from evil and thy lips from speaking guile or deceit. And so it lets us know that a perfect man is not someone who, who, um, just says the right things all the time, but it's a perfect man who knows what to say and say it with the right intent. You know, you're not, um, you, you know what to do. And so you do what you know is right. And, um, so that's being perfect. Number three, it says, behold, we put bits in the horse's mouths that they may obey us. And we turn about their whole body. So here it is a bit, these little bits that we put in horses' mouths. And this small thing can control the horse. Have you been maybe downtown where you see, um, you know, the horses and they're lying up, they're going straight. They're not moving to the right or to the left. They're going straight because here they're controlled by this little bit. And, uh, and then it goes on in verse four. Behold, also the ships, which though they be so great and are driven of force winds, yet are they turned about with a very small helm, whithersoever the governor listeth. So here we're talking about a rudder or a helm where the governor, or in this case, the pilot, wherever he wants that boat or that ship to go, it moves, it goes there. And this ship is huge, but yet again, it's controlled by the small instrument. Verse five, even so the tongue is a little member 
and boasteth great things. Behold, how great a matter, a little fire kindled. So here it lets us know that here this small member of our body called the tongue is very powerful. It can boast many, many things. So it lets us know, and the reference for that is uh, 12 verses 18. It says there, and, and this is in Proverbs, it says, there is that speaketh like one, like the piercings of a sword, but the tongue of the wise is health. So it lets us know that this small thing is very dangerous, is capable of doing some severe damage if it's not in control. Let's go on to verse six. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members that it is defiled the whole body and setteth on fire the course of nature. And it is set on fire of hell. And see, it just lets us know here that here, the small thing, I mean, it is full. It can be full of iniquity, um, the heat, um, just evil. And here we have to make sure that we don't allow this thing to get out of control. You like, like a fire, like a blazing fire. And it even gives reference to hell. So we don't want our mouth, our words to, um, how do I say, to just destroy, destruct. So let's go on. It says in verse seven, for every kind of beast and of birds and of serpents and of things in the sea is tamed and hath been tamed of mankind. But go to verse eight, but the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. My goodness, here it says that the tongue is full of evil and deadly poison. So we want to make sure that we're not part of that. Praise God. We want to give life. Hallelujah. And so let's go to Psalms 140 um, verse three here. It says they have sharpened their tongues like a serpent adder's poison is under their lips. We don't want to be found there. We honestly want to make sure that our words are again of life and pleasant to God. Hallelujah. So we don't want to be found there. And another reference we can go to, uh, let's look at, um, let's look at Romans and, uh, let's see here. Let's go to Romans chapter Let's go to Romans chapter three, verse 13. And as we go there, let's remember, we have control of this tongue here. Okay, Romans three thirteen. it says, their throat is an open sepulcher. With their tongues, they have used deceit. The poison of asp is under their lips. So here again, we're talking about evil people that's contrary to the deeds and the goods of God. And they're going about speaking and doing evil things. And so we want to make sure we have our tongue in control here. Everything can be controlled. The beasts, the birds, the serpents, the things in the sea. But yet 
our tongue, as the Bible says in James, is the unruly evil. And so we don't want that. So let's continue to read. It says um, in verse nine, therewith bless we God, even the father, and therewith curse we men, which are made after the similitude of God. So here James is saying, um, well, let me continue on verse 10 out of the same mouth proceedeth blessing and cursing my brethren. These things ought not so to be. So here he letting, let, letting us know that how in the world can we bless God and then we curse our brother. That shouldn't happen out of the same vessel. <laughs> you know, here we're saying good on one end and then on the other end, we're saying bad. And how can we bless God and love him? And then we hate those that he made in his own image, our brothers or our sisters or our neighbors or co-workers or whomever it may be. It should not be so. So here James is telling us to get a look at ourselves, get a handle on our tongue. And I hate that, you know, time is leaving. I'm going to have to pick this back up on next week. But we stopped at verse 10. So we'll pick up there and James chapter three, verse 10. But I just want us to just think about our lives and what we're saying. We want to make sure that out of our mouth, we're speaking life and not death. Praise God. We're speaking goodness and not badness. So let's think about what we're doing and let's take this time out right now and let's just pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for who you are. You are a good, good father. And Lord, we thank you that you have blessed us, dear Heavenly Father, with the ability to choose right from wrong, dear Heavenly Father. And we thank you that we will choose life. So today I just pray that we will be mindful of the words that come out of our mouth because it really represents what's deep down in our heart. So God, we want to please you in all that we do and all that we say. So God, we ask that you will help us this day to glorify you. In Jesus name, we pray. Amen and amen. Well, remember, it's not about me. It's not about you. It's about him, Jesus. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. I thank God for another day. I thank God for you two listening. I trust you had a great Thanksgiving with friends and family. And for whatever reason, if you did not, there are still many things to thank God for. Truly, he is good. Well, you know, last week I talked about the power of the tongue. I left off in the book of James chapter 3. Um, verse 10. But before I continue, I want to briefly review what James, Jesus' brother, said about the human tongue. And you know, the enemy is a liar. He's trying to affect my tongue right now. But I'm going to go ahead in the name of Jesus. James said that the tongue is a small member that boasts great things. He said, a man that offends not in words is a perfect man because he is able to bridle or control his whole body. Even though the tongue is small, it can kindle a great fire. 
You know, man can tame every animal of the air, the ground, and the sea, but cannot tame the tongue. You know, James also gave an illustration about how man can guide a horse with a bit or direct a large ship with a helm, both being very small instruments. But the tongue, he said, no man can tame. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. Now, the nature of man without the generation, the regeneration of Jesus Christ is evil and ungodly. Now, when you accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, that old nature is no longer there, but you have the nature of Christ. And so, for example, let's look at uh, Luke chapter 6, verse 45. It says, A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good, and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. So it lets us know whatever is in your heart, that's what eventually comes out in your mouth. So you, if you're a regenerated uh, child of God, then what comes out of your mouth should be wholesome and godly. But if you're not, you're going to, you know, possibly hear evil. And so James is not saying that it is impossible to tame your own tongue, but that it takes much effort. Otherwise, he would not have said that if a man offends not in word, then he is a perfect man. I believe this word perfect is being fully mature in godly knowledge and wisdom. Meaning, if you know what is the right thing to do or say in a particular situation, then you do that right thing, or you say that right thing with the intent not to offend another individual. Now, this does not mean that the other person will not get offended. And that's a whole nother story within itself, a whole nother message within itself. However, by yielding to the spirit of God, this allows God to rule and to reign in your life and not your own pride or ego to control you. Let's go back to James chapter three, and I'm going to pick up from uh, verse nine and continue to verse 18, which is going to read from the new King James version. Okay. So hopefully you have your Bibles with me and you can read along with me. <clears throat> okay. It says verse nine, we're talking about the tongue. Remember with it, we bless our God and father and with it we curse men who have been made in the similitude of God so here it says that we're giving honor to God with our mouths mouth we're giving blessings and then we're cursing men who is in the image of God and that shouldn't be verse 10 out of the same mouth Proceed blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be so. So how can the same vessel, the same mouth, here it is, give good and then turn around and give evil? It shouldn't be. Let's look at verse 11. Does a spring send forth fresh water and bitter from the same opening? 
Can a fig tree, my brethren, bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Thus no spring yields both salt water and fresh. So it lets us know that we should be able to expect from a spring to bring forth fresh water and not bitter from the same spring. And just like if we see a tree, if it's a fig tree, it should bear uh, figs and nothing else. So therefore, we need to make sure that what comes out of our mouth truly represents who we are. And if we're saying we're a Christian, then we need to be speaking life and not death. Praise God. Let's go to verse 13. It says, who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show by good conduct that his works are done in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, do not boast and lie against the truth. This wisdom does not descend from above, but is earthly, sensual, demonic. For where envy and self-seeking exists, confusion and every evil thing are there. So it lets us know that here, if there's good conduct and, and meekness and wisdom, then that represents God. But if there's bitter and envy and self-seeking and that you're going against your your other, you know, another individual, or you have this, um, you know, you want to lie and not tell the truth, or you want to become bigger than the other individual, or you have to put someone else down in order for you to make yourself look big. Those things are earthly evil is bad. And so it lets us know that we can have a wisdom that's of God, or we can have a wisdom that's of this world. And so we want to make sure that we're operating in the wisdom of God. So here in verse 16, it says, for where envy and self-seeking exists, confusion and every evil thing are there. Have you noticed when you're around people that are very selfish and want their own way? It seems like strife is always in the midst and confusion, you know, things are um, out of order, just constantly chaos. And so that's because of the intent of the heart. Let's go to uh, verse 17. It says, but the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits without partiality and without hypocrisy. Now think about that. I can stop there. Isn't that peace and wholesome? I mean, I'm hoping that when you had your holiday uh, meal with your family, that there was peace and that, uh, you know, gentleness and full of mercy and good fruits. Because I know sometimes, you know, with family, there can be tension and turmoil and things like that. But I pray that you had the victory, that regardless what was going on around you, regardless what relatives were saying, and maybe they were uh, false accusing you of, you know, false accusations or something. But no matter what took place, you spoke in love and pure 
with a, a humble heart to edify God and to give him glory. And so I pray that's your testimony. And if you didn't, and if you lost your cool and maybe you said some things that you shouldn't say, hey, repent. You know, maybe you even cursed at the table. Repent. Whatever it is, nothing is too hard for God. So I'm just saying, let's be careful what we say with this tongue. This tongue is powerful. Oh my goodness, it is powerful. And we don't want our tongue to just blur out and it cause fires and flames and unruly evil everywhere we go. We want to walk in love and peace. When we're around people, we want them to feel like a fresh air, like the, oh my goodness, like just God, his presence is there with us because you're in the midst. And so that's what we want. And let's look at the last verse here. It says, now the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. Praise God. We want to be peacemakers. We want to have the fruit of righteousness going forth before us so that when people are in our midst, they know that by our words, they're kind, they're loving, they're gentle, and that we're not selfish, wanting our own way, hallelujah, but that we are willing to walk in peace. And you know, God wants us to walk in peace today. And again, I just hope that this chapter, chapter James, is a reflection um, of who we ought to become and a reminder of what we don't want to become. Because remember, whatever is in your heart, you know, the mouth speaketh. So if you have good things lying in your heart, guess what? Good things will come out. If you have evil things, or maybe you have resentment and bitterness, guess what? That's going to come out. So give it to God. If there's something or someone that's um, you feel that's a hindrance to you or causing you to go off, remember, I want to say this truth to you right now. No one can make you do anything. Meaning that, you know, if they got a gun on your, on your, you know, to your head or something like that. But I'm talking about you're not the victim here. You have control of what you say out of your mouth. It's just a matter. Are you able to tame yourself? Are you willing to do what's needed to bridle that tongue, to put that hem, to put that guard over your mouth? Are you willing to allow the Holy Spirit to direct your life and not your ego or not your pride? Sometimes we feel like we have to have the last word. We have to make sure that we're heard, make sure our point is being expressed because for whatever reason, the enemy has sold us this lie that unless we can get our words out, unless we give people a piece of our mind, then, you know, we're uh, being used or uh, uh, walked on or like a doormat. That is a lie from hell. Do not accept that. You be the mature one. You be the first one to repent. Even if it's not on you, even if they're at fault, the other person, you be the one who say, I'm sorry. You be the first to say, you know what? I, I should have said something a little differently. Please forgive me. 
Um, you know, I, I, I apologize for that. I'm going to make sure I don't go there anymore. I don't do that again. You know, you be the mature one. Remember, your tongue is powerful. We don't want to give out flames and, and things like that. We want our tongue to be seasoned with grace, with love. Praise God. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for this book of James. Lord, help us to be mindful how powerful our tongue is. Yes, it's a small member, but it can have the possibility, the potential to do great, great harm. So God, help us individually to keep our mouth in check. Dear Heavenly Father, help us, Lord, to have our hearts thinking on things that are pure, honest, and lovely, and a good report, so those things will come out. So, Lord, I ask right now, our listening audience, that you will help us, dear Heavenly Father, to seek your will, dear Heavenly Father, and to submit to your Holy Spirit, only say what you give us to say, and dear God, and whatever we say, let us say it in love with grace and compassion, dear Heavenly Father, that peace will go forth. So Lord, we just thank you that we abide in the righteousness of you, dear God. It's only you that make us righteous and not we ourselves. So Lord, we just thank you. And we ask these things in your Holy Son, Jesus name. Remember, it's not about me. It's not about you. It's about him. Jesus. I trust you are blessed by this broadcast. I would like to hear from you. You can send your praise report or your prayer request to It's About Him Ministries at gmail.com. You can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. If you would like to partner with this ministry, you can send your contributions to It's About Him Ministries at gmail.com by way of PayPal, Venmo, or Cash App. Remember, it's not about me. It's not about you. It's about him, Jesus. We've been coming to look at you.